For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. And I'm Eden Tashoma. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we say farewell to First College. It's Sunday, May 15th. After a long and storied history, First College is coming to an end. As its current residents move down campus to New College West and preparations for its demolition will begin, we want to reflect on First College, its history, and what it meant to the Princeton community. First College takes its name as the first residential college at Princeton. University President Woodrow Wilson had the idea to establish residential colleges. However, his plan never materialized during his tenure in the early 20th century. As Alexander Leitch wrote in 1978's A Princeton Companion, back in 1957, a dozen or so members of the class of 1959 established Woodrow Wilson Lodge as, quote, a place where individuals could be accepted for who they are. As membership expanded, its name changed to the Woodrow Wilson Society in 1960 to reflect its expansion and objectives with the addition of Wilcox Hall, a space that cultivated dining, study, and social life. In 1967, Julian Jaynes, the master in residence at the time, proposed that the society become a true residential entity. And so we arrive at Woodrow Wilson College. But it's still not the first college we know today. 53 years after the Res College came to fruition, in 2020, President Christopher Eisgrove Gruber Class of 83 announced that Woodrow Wilson's name would be removed from the college and the School of Public and International Affairs. This came after years of protest by students and community members. Much of the effort can be attributed to the Black Justice League, which notably included the removal of Wilson's name as one of their central demands to the university while occupying Nassau Hall in their 2015 walkout and speak out protest. While the university initially rejected the demand in a letter to the campus community, Eisgruber cited the killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and Rayshard Brooks as the reason for the university trustees' reconsideration. Wilson's legacy is inseparable from the racism he perpetuated as a leader of both the university and the United States. As president of the university, Wilson actively prevented black students from matriculating. In the Oval Office, his cabinet resegregated federal offices and limited opportunities for black Americans. He also infamously screened Birth of a Nation in the White House, a racist film used by the Ku Klux Klan for recruitment. The name change contributes to an effort to dishonor those who contributed to a legacy of racism that persists into the present day. First's new name marked an end of an era for the college by returning to its beginnings. And now we look back at it as we move on to a new era. If you had a chance to eat in Wilcox Hall this spring, you probably noticed the exhibit of photographs titled First on Film that spanned the back wall. But what you may not know is how that project was a part of the process of reclaiming First College's legacy. Beginning in fall 2021 and through winter session 2022, a group of students worked with Professor Allison Eisenberg and Purcell Carson, a documentary specialist at the School of Public and International Affairs. The story um, about one young man who was shot and killed by a police officer in Trenton in 1968. But one of the serendipities of our research um, was that we discovered that he had been part of the 1964 Princeton Summer Studies Program, which took place in what is now First College in Wilcox Hall for eight weeks in the summer of, of 64. And so we started looking into what was that program. And it was a summer program that has, it was a prototype program for what has become the Upward Bound Program or the TRIO Program. And that was started by the Rockefeller Foundation as the primary funder. And it occurred at three colleges. The prototype occurred at three colleges, Princeton, Oberlin, and Dartmouth. 
and the group at Princeton was a was about 40 young men from um, six high schools in New Jersey, um, including Trenton High School. And um, they were document their their time at Princeton was documented by a photographer who um, was based out of Roosevelt, New Jersey, but had worked a lot in New York. That photographer, Sol Libson, was a member of the New York Photo League, a group that did documentary photography in the New York area. But he was hired to document this experiment in bringing young men, primarily young men of color, to Princeton um, from these high schools. Carson and Eisenberg were able to get in touch with his daughter, who provided them with more extensive records, which Carson called the backbone of the exhibit. But then when we started working with student curators and handed the project over to them, they were able to add their own perspective and contemporary photographs. Theo Wells-Spackman and I spoke with the student curators. My name is... Gilles Sandor Joseph. I am a freshman, um, class of 25 from Puerto Prince, Haiti. My name is Mohan Sadi Charity. I'm in the class of 2024. I use he, him pronouns, and uh, I'm concentrating in economics. We also spoke with Julia Chaffer's class of 22. Chaffer's and Sadi Charity are both senior columnists for The Prince. They described the beginnings of the project. It was a few years ago before you or I were students at this university, but on one of the main walls inside Wilcox, um, where the exhibit now is, there was a large mural of Woodrow Wilson. Big, A big picture of his face. I think he was throwing out the first pitch of a baseball game or something like that. And essentially, students didn't want that. And as the university started to dissociate from um, Woodrow Wilson and like I guess his legacy um, it made sense to you know put something else in that place. So a lot of the project photographs on the wall are from the 64-65 summer but we also wanted to draw that continuity to black activism more recently so in sort of as you move back to the uh, private dining room. In the back of uh, Wilcox we have photos from for example, the double sites protest in 2019 about the um, Wilson Monument that they that the university put up outside of the SPIA building and some other protests um, just to sort of draw that continuity between Black presence at Princeton and students trying to make space for themselves here and, and sort of pushing the university to be more inclusive um, as it became more diverse over time. But this is, of course, an episode about the end of First College just as much as it is a look back at the beginning. I was curious about the choice to put up this type of exhibit just before the college comes down. Jill Joseph explained to me how he felt it was a symbolic fresh start. It's not only, you know, you know Wilson and like, you know, the racist history of the college of Princeton in general, but it's also like how before it was torn down, we managed to to change the narrative or like to sort of give like a different take on it and look back on despite those obstacles, we've come a long way and acknowledging as well that there's still a long way to go in terms of like making space for marginalized communities um, on campus at Princeton. So I think it meant a lot to sort of destroying. It's like, it's not something, there's something about like the fact that it's going to be destroyed that like, it's like a, a new slate, but because because it's being destroyed with those photographs or like this ambivalence, it's like we, we are, acknowledging as well it's not like we're forgetting the history we are acknowledging like how complex it is and the, the what is destroyed is not only the former history of like racism because we don't want to forget it's also it also uh, you know it's also the the ambivalence is also being thrown down the, the the two ways in which Princeton has been influenced by like trying to reconcile its history with like racial um, justice has been very I think it's very impactful just very symbolic you can read more about this project in Molly Taylor's article linked in the description below. 
First College is right in the middle of things, and nowhere is more central than the First Quad, affectionately known among some sophomores as the Fwad. Head Puzzles editor Gabriel Robert and I hit the Fwad last week to ask people, what's the first word that comes to mind when you think about First College? Um, Princeton? <laughs> um, Lou? Uh, friends. I'm old. Community. Community? Oh, lovely. Um, old. First? Yeah. Um, uh, center? I, uh, construction. Old. Squirrels. Um, this, this courtyard. Um, muffins. Dirty. <laughs> No words? No words. Okay. First, I guess. Okay. First college. Community, maybe? Home. First college, home. Uh, home. I sat down with the co-chairs of the First College Council. And I sat down with head of college, Anne-Marie Lowendyke. To hear about what the First College residential community means to them, as well as the plans for moving forward into New College West. My name is Beth Villarouz. I'm a sophomore. I am one of the first college co-chairs along with uh, my friend Steven. And what we do is we typically plan study breaks, one every week, and along with special events such as the Butler First Carnival, which we just had, um, a fall carnival. And this year we're doing a special last first party to celebrate first and send it off as we move forward into New College West. Like Beth said, my name is Steven. I'm also in the class of 2024. And like Beth said, I'm a co-chair, so I do basically the same stuff. The one thing that was kind of fun that we did recently was I served as the unofficial captain of the first college dodgeball team, where we ended up uh, winning the residential college bracket. So first got to go out on top. Beth and Steven told me about how much they value their role in making first college a community for their peers, a sentiment Lowendyke echoed. I really think of a residential college as a, you know, as, as your home away from home. Of course, everybody has a, a home with parents and loved ones and whatever, whomever you live. But then the, the ideal college community as a place where you can make new friends and discuss your classes, but also do music together or sports or just have fun and be silly. So those, that's the wonderful part of a college community. And there are moments when I'm in the dining hall in our wonderful Wilcox dining hall and I hear sort of the chatter and that, you know, everybody like having dinner and then meeting up with friends and talking. And that actually makes me so happy. And I sometimes say to my family, you hear this, this makes me happy. <laughs> so, and the good thing like this year was that I could be back in the dining hall because I feel that as a sort of the hearth of the of the college, right? The dining hall where you share meals together and it's so nice and easy to see people. I think it's been a privilege and a pleasure to be on the last first college council. So it's it feels sometimes a little bit lame to love your as college as much as I do. It's just the place where you live. But I think that's one of the most special things about it. Stephen, you're right. I think I might cry. And <laughs> I'm very sad that we'll be leaving this space, but I'm super excited to get started in the new one. Caring with the topic of family, Professor Lowendyke remarked on her children's relationship with the college. And my twins are nine now. They had, because they weren't vaccinated at the time, they were among the people testing twice a week. So they, they did that. And it was wonderful for them, you know, for all of us to be there. And my kids, as you have seen, probably they love the students and they, you know, they, 
they they're particularly fond of them so it's it's been fun and having children there gives us a little lightness to it right because otherwise our lives can be serious or when you're stressed for your exams and then there's these kids that are so curious (laughs) they remind some people of their siblings right or just have a a slightly different perspective so yes it's been a joy to be there and we we also have a 16 year old son but he blends in a little bit more (laughs) because he doesn't look so strikingly different than than the eight the eight and nine year old twins so yeah and the twins came, I, I became head of the college in 2017. So they were only four at the time. Uh, so they, they have grown up uh, with you all. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen and Professor Lowendag took some time to remark on what sets first college apart. So, I mean, the administrators are all great. Like you can tell they really love their job. The fact that um, our DSL Garrett Meggs hosts um, ping pong, Fridays pretty regularly. It's just like something that, that you can tell that they actually enjoy working with students. And I think that that's something where it's that's kind of unique about first colleges because it is the like by students for students feel um, where I feel like maybe that leads to administrators and students who are like really interested in, in making the student experience special. Like something that I love is our um, head of the college, Professor Lyons. Like if you go into Wilcox on like an average night, there's a pretty good shot you're going to see her eating there with her kids. And that's not something that my other like friends in other residential colleges talk about. But it really makes it feel like a home. Um, so although some people may incorrectly, I might add, believe that we have bad facilities, I feel like First College is a unique job of making it feel like a real like residential college, where it's not just a place that you live, but it's actually a home for your first two years at Princeton. My favorite part about First College is, of course, first, the amazing students, but what it also represents, because First College always, to me, was so strong because it was founded for students by students and the really strong legacy of social justice in the college, because it was really founded in in a moment of standing up against exclusion and as a place for inclusion. I really think that that is a part that we should also take with us as a community, because we are, you know, the the living continuity of that line you know that began in the in the late 1950s and i think it's really important to keep being that way and to keep being on the lookout how to be inclusive and open and standing up for social justice issues great um <laughs> and just because i have to ask yeah, yeah, yeah. what is our mascot you know there's the lions <laughs> next to wilcox <laughs> kind of confusing um that's a funny question <laughs> Our mascot, isn't it the, the lion on our uh, on our uh, logo? The lions were actually gifted to the university by the class of 1879 and originally flanked Nassau Hall. They were designed by the man more famous for sculpting the Statue of Liberty, Frederick Auguste Bartholdi. The lions were eventually moved when Princeton informally adopted the tiger as a mascot in the 1880s. And we're all like with the transition committee for the students, you know, that we have as we move into our new college, we're also thinking already about like, what would our mascot be? But since we don't know our name yet, we don't know our mascot. There are some, you know, proposals. So some people for our new college would like a a fox. I don't know. The end of first college turns a new page in history for Princeton's campus. As first comes down, Hobson College, named after Melody Hobson, class of 91, will take its place. Hobson College will be the first residential college named after a black woman and is set to finish construction in 2026. It is a new history that Woodrow Wilson and the founders of First College would have never imagined. 
That's all for Daybreak today. Goodbye, First College! Today's episode was written by me and Eden Tashoma, sound engineered by me, and produced under the 146th Managing Board of the Prince. Theo Wells Backman, Gabriel Robert, and Philip Wong contributed reporting to this episode. Our theme was composed by Ed Horn, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Hope Perry. And I'm Eden Tashoma. Have a wonderful day.